This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with former Iowa State gymnast Ward Mythaller, who was recently voted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. In 1969, under the direction of legendary coach Ed Gagne, Mythaller became Iowa State's first men's gymnastics NCAA champion, winning the title on still rings. We'll talk about that and his success in the classroom, leading to a Harvard Law degree and a successful law career. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ward Mythaller. Well, Ward, tell me first of all what it meant to you to get that call, just letting you know that you'd been voted into the Iowa State Athletics Hall of Fame. Well, the fact is that at the time, I did not get a call because I was living in a remote area where the phone service was uh, was poor. I did get an email, and it was a good thing because I really didn't know what a, what the Hall of Fame was, and I might have said something <laughs> stupid uh, during a phone call. When I, when I researched the Hall of Fame, I realized I probably should have known because I remembered then that Coach Gagne and Mike Jackie had been inducted. And I frankly, I was astonished. I was greatly honored. I read some of the bios of prior inductees, and I was humbled, even abashed, at being selected for this honor. Well, it is a tremendous honor. It's, it's the highest honor we give out to, to uh, former Iowa State athletes. And I want you to tell me a little bit about your, your path to Iowa State. How did you end up becoming a cyclone? It was a pretty unlikely and entirely fortuitous path. I started gymnastics very late in life in my hometown of Appleton, Wisconsin. They did not have gymnastics. My junior year, I joined a gymnastics club at the high school. We had an old set of parallel bars and an old set of iron rings, which really wasn't intended to be for still ring work, but flying rings. We had no coach. We tried to learn things just by reading uh, magazines. I was fortunate in that in my senior year, we moved to the Chicago suburbs, a town called Barrington. The Chicago suburbs were terrific when it came to high school gymnastics, probably the best in the country. At Barrington, for example, we had a dedicated gymnastics gym and and not one, but two coaches. So I improved there, but not enough uh, because I was behind to attract any attention by college coaches. I was also very late in deciding on a college to go to. One day in April, a friend of mine in one of my classes asked me where I was going to college. I told her I had no idea. And she said that her brother went to Iowa State, that she loved Iowa State, that it was beautiful, and that she and her parents were going out to the Visha Festival, and she invited me to go. I researched Iowa State, and it looked like a fine school. I also noticed that it was ranked 20th in the nation. And I thought I might be able to make a team that was ranked 20th in the nation. So I accepted the invitation to go to Visha. I contacted the coach. Uh, That was uh, Ed Gagne was the coach. And we went to Visha. I met the coach. I liked the school a lot. And I particularly liked Ed Gagne. He was a genuinely nice guy. I'm pretty sure I applied while I was out there. That's how I became a cyclone. I understand you were a fan of the Milwaukee Braves growing up. Do you have any great memories of that time or uh, great players that you admired? Well, I have one particularly fond memory of the Braves. We played a lot of softball, no baseball, but softball, and we all liked the Milwaukee Braves. In 1957, when I was in the sixth grade, the Milwaukee Braves were playing the New York Yankees in the World Series. 
And the Yankees had the great Mickey Mantle and Yogi Berra from Milwaukee. It was Hank Aaron and Eddie Matthews were my favorites. And what I remember best is that the teachers in our sixth grade class actually set up a small black and white TV in the auditorium and allowed <laughs> us to watch several of the World Series games. I experienced some similar things in my childhood. That's, that's neat when things like that happen and people understand the impact of a moment. You mentioned Ed Gagne. Everybody associated with Iowa State has such high regard for Ed. Tell me what you think makes him so special. Well, his record speaks for himself. He's one of the great gymnastics coaches. He took Iowa State to a fourth place finish literally within three or four years of becoming or starting the program. What was special to me, I can't speak for the other gymnasts, but what was special for me was he was also always cheerful, optimistic. He never berated anybody. I never heard him raise his voice. He was not rigid or reg- regimental in the way we worked out, which was which was a benefit to everyone, especially me. What I remember best, however, and this is very personal, is that when I got jammed up once on a personal matter, he kept me on the right path. He taught me a couple of lessons that um, 50 years later, I remember. I remember him every couple of months. Gymnastics combines the qualities of an individual sport and a team sport. And you were on a couple of big eight championships teams. How much did you enjoy that, that team aspect of gymnastics? I always had a great deal of pride in being a member of the Iowa State gymnastic team. They did well. They're not well. They did great under Coach Gagne. Also, virtually all of my friends at Iowa State were on the team. That was particularly important as a freshman. But gymnastics is really not a team sport in the sense that the competitors interact directly or simultaneously. When you think about it, the competitors Mm -hmm. on the team actually compete with each other, especially in tournaments. And that could be a problematic dynamic, but everyone respected Coach Gagne so much and his leadership was so effective that that never really became a problem. What was particularly important for me was the training and the learning and the motivation. Mike Jack, he was from Chicago and you you talked about how great high school gymnastics was in Chicago. How valuable was it for you to learn from Mike, especially on still rings uh, and apparatus that you shared with him? That's a good example of how important a team is in gymnastics. When I came to Iowa State, I thought it was 20th in the nation. (laughs) The very year I arrived, they were fourth in the nation because there were a number of transfer students that were attracted by coach. And most of the transfer students came from the Chicago area, were at different schools. Two of these were great all-around men, Jerry Fontana and Mike Jackie. Mike Jackie was particularly good on the rings. In fact, he was third in the nation one year. And to my way of thinking, he was the finest man on the rings in the country, if not the world, on swing events, on the swing moves on the rings. At the same time, Jim Jackson, Jet Jackson, was another transfer student from the Chicago area. And he was second in the nation. In fact, we always thought he would be the first national champion. And when he was second in the nation, he was 0.05 off the leader in the finals. He had what to me was clearly the best strength work on the rings in the country and probably the world. So I had, I, I was training with uh, the best swing man and the best strength man on the rings in the entire country. And that could not have been better for me, particularly with a great coach like Ed Gagne, Without these people, I would not be talking to you today. Now, there was one 
there was one downside with Jim, and that was his motorcycle, <laughs> which gave Coach Gagne great hairs. Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand, proudly creating Cyclone gear. Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclones apparel, from t-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at AuthenticBrand.com. Ward, you mentioned that you were not an overnight success. It, it took a lot of hard work, I'm sure. Tell me about winning your first Big A championship on still rings in 1968. Uh, that had to be a tremendous feeling because I imagine there was a very high amount of hard work that went into that accomplishment. Winning in 1968 really came as a big surprise to me. Um, I didn't expect to, especially with Mike Jackie on our team. It was great. It was motivational for me. And um, I was pretty happy about it, but surprised nonetheless. Well, in 1969, you won the Big A Championship again and then went on to win the NCAA Still Rings Championship, becoming Iowa State's first NCAA champion, champion. And I'd like to ask what that moment meant for you, obviously, but also for Ed and for the program, because the team finished third that year's NCAAs, and it really kind of paved the way for future NCAA title teams. First of all, the 1969 Big 8 Championship was um, was a very scary moment for me because um, at that time I was ex- I was expected to win- repeat as the champion. So that put a lot of, put a lot of pressure on me, even more pressure than in the NCAA tournament that year. I don't know what the meaning of it was for Coach when I won the gymnastic championships and rings. I'm going to have to ask him. I'm very quite curious about it. I would hope that it was gratifying for him. He came close before. Jerry Crowder was second on parallel bars, and Jim Jackson, as I said, was second on rings, and in my opinion, should have been first. But I just hope it was gratifying for him, especially since I was a walk-on, and he took me to a much higher level competition than I ever expected. I don't think my results were particularly, by themselves, important to the team because we had good gymnasts before, as I've mentioned. What was really important about the team in... 1969 was that I was the only senior on the team and I was a specialist and took only one one position on the rings. The only junior on the team was also a specialist who only took one position on the team. 90% of the routines were by sophomores. Freshmen weren't allowed to compete. So we had this wonderful sophomore team and a great freshman team. And they eventually, of course, went on to win the national championship in, in two years later, and they were second the very next year. They had future national champions among those sophomore and freshmen, including Brent Simmons, Russ Hoffman, three-time national champion on Cyhorse, Dennis Mazur, and All-Americans, Dave Butzman from my old high school, a terrific all-around man, Lindy Buck from Ames, Iowa, All-American. And, and a couple of years later, his, his brother, Stu Buck, also an All-American. The real news in 1969 for the team was how good the younger members were. For me at the time, I was happy. Actually, I was more not, I mean, of course, but I was actually more nonplussed than I was happy because I never, I never had a goal of winning the national championship. I really didn't expect to, um, especially with a competitor like Don Hatch on the rings who had beaten me every single match for six, five years until prelims when we tied. And then, um, and finals, I was a little luckier than he was. So I really just wanted to do my best and was actually pretty surprised when, when I won. 
in hindsight, since then, I take some pride in that achievement. And this, and this actually had some tangible uh, effects on, on my life after that. That's quite a journey from, from um, walk-on gymnast to NCAA champion. And you mentioned the small margin for errors. You were trying to defeat that competitor who had defeated you in the past. And I'm sure it is a very small margin for error on still rings. Tell me about still rings. What's unique about it? What makes it so challenging? Gymnastics in general is an extremely challenging sport, especially the all-around event. I think the still rings is unique for two reasons. The real name for rings is still rings. Unlike the other apparatus, the rings are not stationary. So keeping the rings still can be challenging. The other thing is that rings is regarded as a strength event. Many of the moves on the rings are hold positions or static positions that require a great amount of strength. That ultimately, ultimately was to my advantage because I was able to work on those early on without a coach and outside the gym. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. You were an excellent student, Ward. At the same time that you were doing well athletically, you were doing very well academically. A 3.88 GPA in political science, several awards, including Big 8 Conference Athlete Scholar Award, Phi Kappa Phi Honorary Society, and the High Scholarship Student Award for Highest Record in Curriculum. Tell me a little bit about how you were able to meet the demands of being a successful athlete while at the same time excelling academically. I was pretty motivated from the beginning because I always planned to go to law school, and that would require higher grades, of course. The Iowa State student body was pretty serious. You had a lot of students in very rigorous disciplines, such as veterinary medicine, engineering, agriculture, architecture, design. Back then, we had no TV. We didn't even have phones in our dormitory and apartments. So I basically focused almost exclusively on studies and training. And I think I was able to do that because gymnastics was so fulfilling. I think it helped a lot that I was, um, I started out a little bit late because I never really got burned out and I was able to improve during college, which was, which was encouraging. It helped that all my friends were gymnasts and were focused on the gym and not other things. I did join a fraternity, but it was only for a very short period of time because I simply didn't think that I had the time to be fair to the fraternity. But one of the gymnasts uh, there who was my mentor at the fraternity, remained a mentor of mine after I left. His name was Bill Bolton, just a wonderful guy. He helped me. I mean, he was very encouraging on, um, on doing what I intended to do. In fact, I remember fondly one night, uh, he showed up in the library on a Friday night, just checking to see if I was studying because I had a big test the next week. I think it worked out mainly because I avoided distractions other than uh, gymnastics and uh, in the classroom. Well, as a result of that, you were the recipient of the NCAA Postgraduate Scholarship. Tell me about uh, that honor, because that, that is a very nice honor to get. Yes. And, and like the Hall of Fame, it was totally a totally unexpected surprise. So in a way, it meant even more. It helped defray um, some of the expenses of law school. But more importantly, I was honored by it because it recognized both the work in academics as well as athletics. After Iowa State, you attended Harvard Law School and had a, a very successful career in law. Have you found that to be a rewarding career path? Are you glad that you chose law as you look back at it? I am. And um, 
there's interesting parallels between attending Harvard Law School and Iowa State uh, University Athletics for me. I think they're the two most important short-term endeavors in my life that I ever did. They were both very demanding. They were both very gratifying and rewarding. And they were life-changing. And at least gymnastics was fun. I can't say the same for law school. Uh, <laughs> practicing law, I don't think is what it used to be, but it was very rewarding for me, especially uh, serving the United States as a federal prosecutor, as an assistant U.S. attorney. And then afterwards, it was also rewarding for perhaps an opposite reason. We represented mainly individuals in uh, difficult litigation with the United States. Mm. Well, in talking to uh, other gymnastics Hall of Famers that we've inducted through the years, it seems that Ed's teams were very, very close. You've mentioned several of the names of your uh, former teammates here uh, over the course of the last few minutes. Do you still have friendships with some of those uh, teammates that you had in your years' names? I consider my close friends as a gymnast still my friends, but basically I lost touch with virtually all of my friends from those days. By my junior year, all my close friends have either graduated or left the school for one reason or another. And then after college, I basically went on went my own way. I think the classes that came after us were together longer. They did better. So I would guess they have more camaraderie than perhaps, um, than perhaps we did. On the other hand, after um, reminiscing about this, I just the other day contacted Jim Jackson. And I'm going to go see him next week, as a matter of fact. He's, oh, great. Uh, He's a 75-year-old he's a bush pilot in Idaho, and he heads up search and rescue teams in the Teton Mountains. And I'm wow. really looking forward I'm really looking forward to seeing him again after 50-plus years. That's fantastic. And hopefully you'll get an opportunity to reconnect with some other uh, teammates and Ed when you come back. You know, you've mentioned some things about the balance between academics and athletics and you know, the, the way things were when you were in college with no phone in your dorm and all those things. And obviously the challenges are a lot different for today's student athletes, but at the same time, I'm sure some of the same principles of success apply. What advice would you give to student athletes today? Well, it's hard to avoid platitudes. I would say this, I hope as a walk-on that can serve as an example for some athletes. I'm basically retired and I can look back over 50 years and speak with some authority that life gets more serious after college. So mind your studies. I can't stress that enough. And in addition, you might be confronted with uh, moments where you might be tempted to make a mistake. My strongest advice is don't do it. Don't do anything that's going to hurt your career. You've worked hard and uh Make, make mature judgments and don't drive motorcycles. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, Ward, it has been so much fun to visit with you today, and we really look forward to having you back on campus uh, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame whenever that day may come. Uh, what, what, when was the last time you were on campus? Sometime in my last, whatever my last class in 1969 was. <laughs> that was the last time. Wow. Yeah. Well, this will be really neat then to get you back. And uh, it'll be super. Uh, it's a well-deserved honor, and it's been a real pleasure to visit with you today. Thank you. Thank you, John. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.